1: Uh, the whole world is talking about, well, almost the whole world. Well, maybe not the whole world. You didn't see much about it in the Washington Post or the New York Times. Many sectors of the world are talking about this second IRS whistleblower that came out yesterday and gave, uh, this is not exactly a right-wing hack, but he gave a very interesting Perspective on some stonewalling that might have gone on in the Hunter Biden case, listen to this
2: today I, I, I sit here before you, not as a hero or or a victim, but as a whistleblower compelled to disclose the truth. That said, in coming forward, I believe i 'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. I ultimately made the decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts at blowing the whistle in the Internal Revenue Service, at the Internal Revenue Service. No one should be above the law, regardless of your political affiliation. I humbly view my role here today as providing the facts as I best understood them and to let Congress and the administration and the public consider those facts and determine the best path forward. I recognize why I was present at the start of this investigation and was closely involved with the investigation for roughly five years. I'm just a part of the story. Others, including my colleague and supervisor Gary Shapley, who is here with me today, have their own views and understandings of what took place during this investigation. So,
1: what's it all about, Alfie? Where does it go politically? Where does it go legally? What does it mean? Here to tell us all about that and more is nationally syndicated radio talk show host, the uh, co-anchor of Fox & Friends, the host of uh, One Nation uh, with Brian Kilmeade on the Fox News Channel, and a New York Times best-selling author, the one and only Brian Kilmeade. Hello, Brian.
3: Uh, What's going
1: on? Well, I mean, quite a bit, quite a bit. I don't know whatever happened to these slow news days of summer, but those are long gone. Give me your take on this whistleblower testimony yesterday.
3: I mean, it was absolutely explosive. Uh, the thing was, you know, got distracted. They have a bunch of civil rights speeches because the term the Republicans using is two tiers of justice comparing Trump. And everybody else, and Joe Biden specifically, even more than Barack Obama ever was brought up, because what Barack, because what the Biden family evidently has been doing for the last fifty years, and to see these little civil rights speeches in the middle of it, I, I just was mind boggling. But would you add uh, um we thought it was whistleblower X ends up being uh, this guy uh, named Ziegler. Uh, John Ziegler, and he worked for, with Gary Shapley, and he did the investigation, and they just want to find out where. why does Hunter not pay any taxes? Forget about the gun charge. And how does it relate to and how much did he make? As they follow Hunter Biden's business dealings, they get a lot of pushback. They have a guy writing off sex workers. They have a guy writing off his drug use. Um, They have a guy doing international business deals with the family, the brother of the President of the United States, and they're told not to pursue anything relating to the father. Excuse me? They're told not to pursue anything related to these international business deals. Really? Because the number instead of 3 million is 17 million. They think it's going to get up to 50 million. They told him, you know, don't worry about Burisma. Really? Why would we not worry about that? Aren't we IRS investigators talking about foreign business dealings? Isn't this guy a candidate for the United States? Yeah, well, don't worry about that. And he went into great detail. So they both put their careers on the line. They were whistleblowers. Already there's retribution, lack of – they don't give many cases. Nobody talks to them. No promotions. No raises. And this guy comes out, Ziegler, and says, Hey, by the way, I'm gay. Um, I'm a Democrat, but I am also know what's wrong. And they bring this up, and you see Dan Goldman admit that everybody knows that it's in black and white <laughs> that the president lied when he said, I never talked to my son about overseas business dealings, when it's clear they had, did talk, and this witness says they were in the same room talking about business deals, and there was interaction on emails talking about that. So the So the candidate... Lied, the president lies, and then we're going to get closer and closer to finding out how much Joe Biden made.
1: And, you know, it also, Shapley accused both Merrick Garland and David Weiss of stating falsely that the U.S. attorney Weiss had been empowered to pursue the Hunter Biden allegations wherever they led. He basically poo-pooed that whole concept.
3: Good point. Another area when it came to charging Hunter Biden and then following where these where the money went was bringing it to L.A. where a lot of this money was, a lot of the transactions took place. That was confirmed by the L.A. attorney. They said we don't want the case. And then D.C. Matt Graves, a big donor to the Bidens, he was he's the D.C. attorney. They say we get to bring it in D.C. Look at all the these deals were really done here. They go, no, we're not going to bring it here. David Weiss said, I I have total power. I could have brought it anywhere. And Shapley and Ziegler said, no, no, we're in a meeting. He said, I'm I'm not making the decisions here. So the question from some Democrats, like, well, who's lying? Well, Weiss is lying. And bring him out here. So why has Weiss not come out? You've just been called out on the record. These two men under oath, not behind closed doors, in full view, national television, although other networks didn't carry it. And they said, you're lying. They said you didn't have any power, so go ahead, Mister Weiss, appointed by Trump. I got it. Um, Christopher Ray also mistake. This guy seems to be a huge mistake, and by Donald Trump and picking people, and this guy is being called a liar. And so let's see what goes on. But it's kind of something. It's kind of ironic that these IRS guys have to establish their credibility with the. Uh, With lawmakers when their job is just to get the money, do them, do us as taxpayers to to fund programs that most of Democrats are all for. But you have Paul Manafort behind closed doors in solitary confinement in prison for not declaring he's a foreign agent doing foreign business dealings. And you have at least 17 million dollars worth of business dealings that Hunter Biden's doing. And he gets probation?
0: One guy gets solitary confinement and there's no two tiers of justice? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today that's shopify.com slash system
1: now the other big news in the last 24 to 48 hours in the legal slash political community is this target letter that president trump has indicated he's received he's gotten these before he's an old pro he's probably got a stack of them by now where it's usually the last stop before a criminal indictment and apparently the target letter mentions three federal statutes, conspiracy to commit a friend, offense or defraud the United States, deprivation of uh, deprivation of rights under a civil rights statute and tampering with a witness, victim or informant. That's what's being reported anyway. Brian, do we know whether uh, assuming the president's going to be charged again? Do we know if it's something to do with trying to overturn the results of the 2020 election, or do we think it has more to do with the president's actions on January 6th itself?
3: Might be both, but we were always told he was investigating January 6th, which means he wanted to go back and look at the phony electors that should have been seated. Uh you know the the question is not that the president think that the wrong person is giving credit for winning the election we're pretty sure everybody listening right now knows that Donald Trump says he thinks he won the election and we also know that none of his attorneys were able to prove it and the president was not going to give up and he maybe went too far but to indict another president if that's indeed what's about to happen over this along with the documents which is uh you know I understand about classification but we know about uh, Joe Biden. We know about Hillary Clinton. You don't really want to get involved in the election if you're law enforcement. This guy's not a security threat. You got your documents. You're ready to the House. Is that an indictment? Does anyone think that Alvin Bragg did a legitimate thing when he indicted this guy on hush payments that happened, I think, 13 years ago with an incident we didn't know about until six years ago that's been investigated and now comes forward? Does anyone think that is worthy? So... Uh, the whole question, this wrestling back and forth is going to come down for Trump. He wants to put it off to after the election, bet on himself and then pardon himself. And if he doesn't, bet that the Republicans going to win and pardon him uh, because this chicanery has gone way too far. I, far, I am not for uh, what happens after the president lost. I don't like the way he acted. I Nobody should like January 6th. Sure. But should you be indicting the president on this while he is leading the Republican ticket? Do you know how uh, how uh, terrible this is for the country? And please stop sitting there holy the now telling me how you have to do the right thing and you care about democracy. Care about democracy. You have the president of the United States and his family profiting off the president's influence when he was vice president in between for 50 years in the Senate. And now who knows what's going to be for president? The old-fashioned debate used to be about should a president be getting big dollars to speak in other countries? Those are the good old days.
1: As far as these indictments, though, one guy that may not mind another indictment at this point is President Trump, because each of the last times that he's been indicted, he's seen a surge in fundraising, he's seen his lead among Republican primary voters grow, and with uh, putting out the news of this target letter, he totally stepped on the news of uh, Ron DeSantis and the so-called campaign reset. He was supposed to get all this attention with his interview that he was doing with Jake Tapper, first CNN interview as a presidential candidate, and nobody even noticed it, because everyone was talking about this target letter. As as far as the political implications go at least for the primary all these indictments seem
3: to be a net positive don't they brian in the yeah the short term you know short term but you so know, you sound was, skeptical you think it in the long term well, i just don't be. think anytime anytime you're in the courtroom whether it's 2024 or 2023 and they're and they and your freedom is threatened i think it's a problem but what they do is make him seem like a martyr and i just ask this frank and for everyone out there if you are a trump supporter Talk to somebody that's not, or they voted for him, and says they're not. And at, you know, seriously, ask them if they changed their mind. And then you ask someone who, who you know in your life is independent. They, they really flip a coin every time. And just ask them, has anything changed with these indictments? Those are the answers you need. Not the, the people that love Trump are not going to change their minds. The one that left them, I'm wondering right. if they'll change their mind. Right. And then the, the independents... And the, and the suburban housewives, uh, I wonder if they will.
1: Yeah, I definitely get the sense that there is a bit of fatigue with the whole Trump show among many quarters beyond, uh, beyond his hardcore base. Uh, one of the, you know, you you alluded to the lack of coverage on msnbc of this hunter biden whistleblower situation yesterday some folks were were critical of fox yesterday they don't think they that you guys paid enough attention to the news about the target letter do you think that's a, that's criticism that that's fair at all
3: no because i mean look at the hannity show i don't know if you if you watch the, sure, the
1: town hall the, yes the
3: first half hour was with president trump talking about the target letter um and i think i think that there's a lot of people, our audience, very interested in that. I don't, you know, I, I, do I know thought? I'm trying to think, did that break in the morning? Yeah, we, we talked about that. And then I talked about the fact that the first indictment, he got 10 million. The second indictment, he made 6 million. How much is he going to make off when this indictment comes down? And notice if people, every time Trump says this is happening, it always happens. So I, I thought we talked about it on Fox and Friends, did the radio show discussed it. And then, um, I don't, I think, you know, outnumbered, discussed it. So I I don't think that's a valid criticism. I mean, it's news. No
1: no it certainly is the not as big news as we're seeing out of your backyard with Long Island and the Gilgo Beach killer finally arrested this fellow lived I'm told not too far from where you live I bet you're relieved that uh, that you have one less serial murderer in your neighborhood give me your take on this uh, Gilgo Beach situation why, why do you think it took the authorities so long to make an arrest and solve this case
3: well, the way, the way I understand it is lack of coordination between state and both counties. And a, they were kind of wrestling over the evidence, but the new uh, Suffolk County PD uh, deserved, the commissioner really deserves a lot of credit. He walked in and said, Let's just start this fresh. I want to put one task force together, just focus on this. And, you know, within a year, he breaks it. it, seems to be, unless it's the biggest. You know, no. You, and you had a great interview that. with Rodney
1: Harrison uh, yesterday that uh, where he covered a lot of this. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: You know, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to say, hey, look at me. But it's it really is. Look at him in tyranny uh, together. They say, we got to take a frank- first look at this. We can't we can't throw our hands in the air. So they, they do it. And this guy was in plain sight. And the thing is, it's not a cold case. It's cold because of the investigation, but this guy was about to act again. People might know Brady Park if you're in Massapequa. It's this beautiful little park, but it's backed up to a woods where all hell could break loose if you were evil. And a woman was in there and she was saying, I was jogging. I recognize this is the same guy that was harassing me. He asked me about my boyfriend, wanted to see my phone. This big six foot six, 300 pound lunatic. So this guy, he was being followed, but no one reported this. So, you know, they had to act. This guy was going to act again. And my goodness, 300, to and 300 guns. Now I hear of a soundproof room, certainly a metal door. The wife is divorcing him already, says he knew nothing about it. Is that even possible? Then you have the, the brother in South Carolina living in squalor where the avalanche was found. And that's being shipped out as evidence. Now you find out he has a residence in Las Vegas. Guys, if you think for a second we're just going to have three or four bodies, I think it's going to get a lot bigger.
1: The um the state of Illinois, which is obviously home to Chicago, which is not exactly a bastion of public safety, they are becoming the first state to the well Fully eliminate cash bail, and uh, we've seen how well bail reform has worked in New York and New Jersey. Illinois is going to go even farther. Any predictions in terms of how this works out in places like Chicago, Brian?
3: I, I'm I harken back to Rocky Three, and they ask Mister T predictions about the rematch, and he says, "I predict pain." Uh, I'm going to go to that uh, pain uh, from the suburbs to the city. This is the stupidest thing ever. Governor Pritzker thinks he want, he's going to be poised, they say, to run for president should Biden fall down again. And my goodness, this should eliminate him. I mean, you think that this is the craziest thing ever. If you're in Chicago, run, unless you play for the Cubs. Then you're really stuck, um, or the White Sox. Besides that, run. This is all hell is going to break loose. The problem is... There was an issue there where it's not fair that the rich kid gets out. Maybe Johnny Manziel's parents had money, but uh, the inner city guy didn't got it. So now I'm going to have zero cash bail. So on almost every uh, criminal allegation, are you kidding me? Do you hear about what just happened in Oregon? They let this guy, they let this one guy out, and he became a new serial killer. So he's killed five or six people. I mean, what what are we doing? I mean, what is Illinois doing? Do they, do they know anybody in New York that could talk them down? Is this guy's actually happy about this? He thinks he's helping minority communities. They're going to be victimized the most.
1: Uh, Last question I got to ask you, Brian, is, um, we're, we're seeing this no labels relaunch and we're seeing the hostility that the Democrats are are launching towards no labels where they're trying to keep the no labels candidate from getting on the ballot. A lot of folks say that if the no labels candidate is someone like a Joe Manchin or even a John Huntsman, that this could uh, stop Biden from getting reelected, even if they don't do very well, just get a percentage or two in some of these key states. How do you view the electoral sphere? I know you um, had one of the strategists from no labels on this week. How do you view the electoral landscape with a no labels candidate in the race?
3: Hmm. I don't know if they're going to get in the race. Uh, I do think that they saw, you know, this is all about Trump and they say they're going to get in if uh, if it's Trump Biden again. But it's really about Trump. I sense that if no labels makes it clear that they're going to help Trump get elected, I think they're going to back out. I don't think Cornell West is, which could be the difference. But I do think no labels will back out. I don't think Joe Manchin's got anywhere else to go he is going to lose that Senate seat to Jim Justice. He's down by 25 points. So he might actually do this and not just threaten this, but I don't see him going all the way to the finish because it's going to become pretty clear they're going to take more votes from Joe Biden. Remember, he got elected. He's supposed to be this moderate, reasonable, right. rational guy, and he's a lefty and who's not even in charge and way too old. So now you have a mod- legitimate moderate, I believe, in Joe Manchin, and as it becomes clear that he can't win but he can help Trump win, He's going to fear that, and he's going to back out. Brian I do Kilmeade, think they're a formidable past. Uh
1: Brian Kilmeade, uh, we'll be watching you on Fox and Friends. We'll be listening to you on radio. A lot of coverage of this whistleblower story and everything else we've been talking about. Thank you, as always, my friend. Go get him. Uh, Fifteen seconds of fame in a moment. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead.
2: The other side of midnight.